Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. My name is Brian Fanzo. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Really excited. Uh, these last uh, handful of episodes into a big pivot. Big things going on here at FOMO Fans. Also big things going on with my brand and my business. Uh, launching a new website, new collateral. Just brought on a new team to manage my speaking side of the business. So hopefully you guys are also having an amazing 2019 really kicking off all the, the great things that are going on. And on this episode, I'm going to get a little ranty. I'm going to get a little bit fired up, um, you know, which for some of you, you're like, well, Brian, you're always fired up. But uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, cutting through the noise and how do you handle people that you look up to, people that you want to align your business with, and really we're, what this kind of world is that we're, we're living in right now. And I think for a lot of, you know, this is a mis- and a lot of this comes from, me talking to friends and those in my industry, as well as my own personal experience and mistakes that I've made along the way. I'm going to get a little real with you guys on a couple of things that I, big mistakes that I made uh, when it comes to who I was lining with, who I was looking up to, how I looked at people's success. Uh, And I think this is extremely important. And I might focus this a little bit from like an entrepreneur's point of view, but it's, it goes far beyond just being an entrepreneur. It's much more than just entrepreneur side. But, you know, I, I believe in this premise that, you know, the, old, the way of the past, the way my dad's generation, you know, they always said, well, I'm going to let my work do the talking for me. And they said, you know, that generation wasn't great at pounding their chest, wasn't great at telling the world all of the amazing things that they were doing, and it worked for them in that, in that generation those times. And in the world we're living in now, the digital world now that has more apps, more distractions, more notifications, more TV channels, harder to capture attention than ever before, if you were just sitting back and trying to let your work do all of the talking for you, I, I unfortunately believe that a mass majority of people in that situation become drowned out by the noise and don't get the recognition or the exposure or even the opportunities that they deserve. And so in this world we're in now, I I make this statement very boldly, is that I believe we must be our own biggest cheerleaders. We must be able to celebrate our wins. We must tell our stories. And I mean, that's the entire premise of Press the Damn Button. But at the same time, in the world we're living in right now, with so many people telling their stories, so many people putting things out there, so many people being able to do anything, right? You can you can do a video by clicking one button on your phone. You can launch a podcast by using an app like Anchor and do it, uh, you know, within a matter of minutes. One of the things that we're ru- running into, or one of the biggest issues that I feel exists today, is that. Even if you're full of shit, even if you don't know anything, even if you're not someone that's doing some great or your work doesn't have value, you still have the opportunity to put yourself out there and make it seem like you do, right? And, and, I, and I, I use the broad strokes that people, um, you know, there's lots of people out there that can sell unicorns and rainbows. And I believe in the world we're living in today, transparency and authenticity are not only growing in importance, but they're becoming something you have to have, not something that's a nice to have, right? But 
as we get there, we also have to deal with people in our world, in our circles that um, aren't really uh, doing what they say they're doing. And we still live in a world where people rent Lamborghinis and claim to make millions of dollars a year, yet they use all of their savings just to rent the Lamborghini to put it in the back of a picture of an, on Instagram, right? And I don't think this is a generational thing. I think it's just the world we're living in now. And what I want to kind of set the stage with that for and, and kind of the mistakes that I've made is that as I was growing my business as an entrepreneur, what I started to do is I started to look around and say, who are those people that are doing things that I want to do? Who are those people that are being interviewed on podcasts? Who are those people speaking on stages? Who are those people working with my ideal clients? And what I did is I started looking at them and I started following them on social media. I started connecting with them on Facebook, on LinkedIn, all of the channels. And what I started to do is really, you know, study why they did things and how they did things. Because for me, it was a matter of, okay, if they're able to do that, I must be, I want to, I want to find out their recipe. I want to find out their process so that I can turn it into my process and make that happen for me as well. And one of the things that I, I, a mistake that I made, and I didn't realize it till a couple of years later, is there's a difference between being friends with somebody in your industry that you respect as a person and someone that is in your industry or your line of business that you want to mimic your business after, that you want to follow their lead for. And the reason I say that there's a difference is there's a lot of people in my network that are my peers that I, that I think highly of, that I um, support, that, I, that I've uh, become really good friends with. But as the more I've got to know them, the more I've become more confident in understanding of my own business model, the more I realized that they, what, the way that they do business isn't the way that I want to do business. Even more importantly than that, I question even how they do business. And, you know, and for example, there are some people that are out there now that are on every video, on every podcast, uh, being interviewed on everything, being quoted in every blog post. But interestingly enough, their spouse makes a half a million dollars a year. Therefore, he doesn't have to um, make a ton of money in the business space. So he's able to be on everything, doing everything, making all of these claims, telling people how to do things. But if you went back and looked at it, that person's made $20,000 in, in, in practicing what they preach because they have that afforded ability that their spouse brings in a lot of money and they're not reliant on that, right? And, and from the outside in, and this is something that I, you know, I really, it troubles me, especially for those that are younger graduates or those that are just getting into, especially into marketing, is you have to dig deeper. You have to start understanding people's business models. And I mean, for me, this is a big, this is a big problem I had. A lot of people in my circle for a long time would say, Brian, I don't understand how you make money. I don't understand how you build your business. And I can tell you, for me, I was, I've always been focused, you know, since 2013 in building a community. And the community I've been building wasn't something I planned on monetizing during that time. And so I was building my business side by doing influencer work and consulting and strategy work and advising work with these big enterprise technology brands while also spending a lot of time creating content, right? And so I could understand why people were kind of confused how these worlds kind of meant together. And then as I went all in about three years ago on the speaking business, on my keynote speaking business, Many people came to me and like, oh, Brian, now it makes sense. Now I understand why you're doing what you're doing. Now I understand how things are working. I understand, um, you know, that you're doing all of these things so that you can get on more stages because you get paid to speak, right? But 
one of the, the, the reason I explain that as an example is sometimes you don't know how people make money or how people build their business and you do have to investigate or simply ask. But there are a whole lot of other people that are selling unicorn that don't make money doing what they're doing, that are making claims that are that quote unquote are big names. And they could be even speaking at big conferences. They could be looked at as a thought leader in your business or your industry. But here's the sad truth. They're not practicing what they preach. They don't do that in the back end. They're not making money. They could be, you know, they, they could be having money coming in from somewhere else. Maybe they're re making residual money on the company they used to work for. And so one of the, this is something that is a massive problem because as much as I want people to be themselves, as much as I want people to stand out from the noise and understand authenticity, as much as I want people to be their own biggest cheerleader, if you want to start studying people, you want to start following people's leads, if you want to start saying, I look up to this person, what I have to challenge you to do is to do your research, to understand how that person does their business, their processes, and more importantly, what does success for that person look like, right? There are some people in the world right now that have told me specifically that their job, their goal is to be uh, quoted in on a bunch of blog posts and be interviewed on a bunch of podcasts. And I was like, well, how are you growing your business? Like, well, I don't really have a business that I need to grow. Uh, I don't have, I don't need that as a source of income at the moment. So I'm just going to ride this wave and see how much I can grow my brand. And you know what? Good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. That is a luxury you can afford. I am very uh, appreciative of that. I don't, I don't disrespect that at all, but that isn't someone that I would want to model my business after because I have goals of making my revenue into a million dollar business, right? And if I want to grow my business, my speaking business into a million dollar speaking business, I shouldn't be mimicking or studying or following or even getting jealous of people that are doing things without those very similar goals. And this can include everything from Instagram famous, right? And I've made some comments about this. Like for me, if you, you know, I'm a big believer in using what God gave you and leveraging the, the connections and the things that you have um, at your disposal. If you, you know, sex sells, right? If you can add an element of sex to your brand, if you can add an element of sexy, if you can pose in a bikini or you can show weightlifting pictures or whatever that may be. Um, and I'm all for that. I am, I am a hundred percent behind that. But that is also something that you have to realize that if someone is doing that and that is how they are achieving their, their success, are you willing to do that same thing? And if not, you shouldn't mimic what they do and you shouldn't be jealous of the business that they are building because it is not the way that you want to do a business. It is not, not only is it not the, the steps that you want to build your business, but it is not ultimately getting you to the place that you want to be. I've said this before. For me, you know, I found, I've discovered, you know, public speaking as the job that I want to have for the rest of my life. And I am building this out as my future career forever. I am not wanting to be on stages just to be on stages for the short term so that I can figure out things along the way. Like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I am putting the things in place today that are going to allow me to be stepping stones to reach my individual goals. And one of the things that I had to do was I had to separate those that are in my network that I am friends with and those that are in my network that I look up to in the business side of the fence. And that is extremely, extremely important because until I was able to do that, 
I found myself chasing a bunch of different things that wasn't leading me towards success. And there are very few people that I believe that are building businesses in a way that is sustainable over a long period of time in the social media space, right? Like in the industry of influencer marketing or social media or uh, you know marketing as a whole, it takes a lot, right? And you have to have a platform, but you also have to have a little bit of uh, experience on what you do and what you stand for, right? And like, so for me, the, the nine years I worked in the US government in cybersecurity focused on collaboration, the two years I worked at a startup, you know, the three years I worked before I became a public speaker, I'm able to leverage all of that experience that allows me credibility, allows me stories, it provides me substance for what I'm doing. And when I look at someone else, I don't think you need to have years of it. I don't think age determines what someone's level of expertise is. But if someone gets 15 minutes of fame, if someone goes viral, if someone all of a sudden has 100,000 followers on, on Instagram because they, they post bikini pictures, that does not mean that that is a sustainable business. That does not mean that it's something they want. And I will make this argument very, very clearly. If you are an influencer because of something that is vanity, like your looks or the people that you surround yourself with, and you don't have something sustainable, you don't, you don't have any relatability factors with your audience, you don't know how to talk with people, you don't know how to connect at that level, if you're not investing in your community, your, your sphere of influence is slowly degrading. And very soon, you will, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, the question becomes how many people take actions based on your actions or based on your words, and those numbers are going to dwindle because people are starting to realize that just because you can use certain things in your in your bag of tricks to get people to follow and and consume your content doesn't ultimately mean they will be your business that doesn't ultimately mean that you will be influential and i've said this before as far as you know influencer marketing goes I mean, micro-influencer marketing, the fact that it doesn't matter how many followers someone has, the question becomes how much trust do they have with their community? How many people can they inspire to make a, to take a certain action? That is where true influence comes in, right? And, and celebrities that have big draw and can get a whole lot of word of mouth, any, that, that value is, is shrinking. And the value of the small you know, influence or the small person, the small business leader that can make certain amount of people or strategic people take actions is way more valuable, way more important for brands today as they move forward. And so anyone that's becoming an entrepreneur, anyone that's jumping into the marketing space, anyone that's going out there and saying, hey, I'm starting my own thing or I'm, I'm building a business or I'm investing in this, what, I'm, what my plea, what my, my, this rant is all about from my perspective is understand the difference between those that are friends of yours and those that are friends of yours that have a business strategy or plan that you believe you could learn from, right? And that doesn't mean you shouldn't be friends with people that don't have that business plan, or that doesn't mean you shouldn't be friends with people that go about their business differently. But I feel like there, and this is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm example. I started following, I started mimicking actions that someone else was doing in, in this industry and quickly realizing that that's never going to get me to my goals because they're not doing it in a way that is, that, that is aligned with what my success is. And so we must do our research. We must look into people. And just because someone has a bunch of followers or written a bunch of books or they're being interviewed on every podcast, you have to ask yourself, if they are everywhere doing all these things for everyone else, 
How are they doing building their business? How are they um, putting food on the table? And, and it might be because they're doing it through something else, or they, they might be doing it because they have one big client that pays them a whole lot of money. I found that out recently with a good friend of mine. But I think it's important before you mimic your business after someone else, you have to you must understand what that person's business is, and are you willing to put in the same amount of work and do the same things that they are, or even let me take this a step for, further. Are you willing to play the game in the way that they are? I can tell you for me, I don't play the game as well as many in my space do. And part of the reason is, is I try really hard to be authentic in everything I'm doing. I try to stick to who I am. I try to be myself in every aspect. And in some of those cases, it just means that I'm going to lose the bigger client or I'm not going to get a big as, as big a deal because I'm not willing to to jeopardize that. And yes, I probably could jeopardize it and I could probably get away with it. But for me, at a, who I am at my core, it is it is not who I what I want to become. It is not what I want to put out there. And honestly, as, you know, as a dad to three girls. Girls, I think about it a lot and I, I want my daughters to look back as they get older and look at how I'm building my business and ask them so like I want them to be to see that you know that they respect me and what I'm doing right and when I look in the mirror and the people that I have as clients and the work that I do and the things that I put out there I, I've turned down opportunities or maybe I've lost opportunities um, that, that, that were easily afforded to me and I could have easily played the game and I could have easily gone about making that happen, but it just didn't make sense for me. But I also understand that there are people that have to do that and, and they do that and it makes sense for them and I don't judge. I don't even care. I, I support you. I celebrate you. A lot of people in my, in my world, um, I'm, I'm big fans, I'm big friends with, but at the same time, it's, there's a difference for me of being a fan and a friend with somebody versus someone that I respect from the, their business that they're building, the business that they have already built, the life that they're creating. And, you know, I think that's, that's something that, we, that is very easy to struggle with. And it's very easy to have imposter syndrome. It's very easy to be overwhelmed and say, why am I not doing all of these things when this person is getting all of these opportunities? And the thing you have to ask yourself are you willing to give up the things that you're doing in your business to get these vanity opportunities that this person is doing? And then you also have to ask yourself, what is that? Per what do those opportunities afford you in your business? I can tell you every piece of content I create, including this podcast, including the tweets that I put out, the videos I make on LinkedIn each week, uh, every single piece of content that I create has a strategy behind it. Every single thing, I refuse to create content. I refuse to just blast things on social media for no reason. Everything I do has a strategy behind it. Even every topic that I talk about on my podcast or on my videos or you know, be, or even who I agree to be interviewed on, right? I get a lot of requests to be on podcasts or on videos or come to events as, and be an influencer. And what I do is I, I look at the opportunity. I don't look at just money. Let, let's be real here. Money is, if you're looking at only money as your opportunity, you're making a massive error. Because for me, what I look at is say, okay, what is the, the total opportunity that this is giving me, right? Who are the people I can meet? Who are people that are potential customers of mine? What is the exposure it gets for my brand? What is the exposure it gets for the things that I want to grow, like my podcasts, since I'm the host of three podcasts, right? I, I look at all of these things holistically, and then I decide based on that entire value if it's, if it's worth my time, right? And I can tell you, people ask sometimes, they're like, Brian, you didn't get paid to speak there, or Brian, I can't imagine you got a lot of money for that opportunity. 
And my answer oftentimes is back is, you are right. But when I mapped things out there and I thought, well, I get to have dinner with this CMO. I get to learn this about this company. I get to uh, work. I get to have uh, strength in my relationship with this person that's in this role that is a client that I wish to have. When I, when I tally up all of those things, the, the value is way more, way more worth than the money. And I've even gone as far, and I just did that this in the last two weeks, is I had an opportunity that was going to pay me, it was on the same day. One opportunity was going to pay me $15,000. One opportunity is going to pay me $5,000. So from the outside in as a keynote speaker, $15,000 versus $5,000. They both came in. The opportunities both were presented to me at the same day via, you know, via the, the person that was connecting me. And I had to make a decision which one I wanted to actually um, you know, commit to. And out of the gate, most people would immediately say, well, you took the $15,000 one, right? But no, what I did was I went back and looked and said, okay, what does this $15,000 one get me? What is the access I get? Who is the exposure I get? Who are the, how did this lead come about? Is there future opportunities that are involved with this? Is this going to help me beyond this one opportunity for my business? I did the same thing with the $5,000 opportunity. And what ended up happening is that $5,000 opportunity from a lead generation, from a business development, from a connection, from a strengthening of relationships, and for doing something good for someone that is in my network that I know will pay off for me down the road, the $5,000 opportunity was way more worth it for me than the $15,000 opportunity. And I decided to go that way, right? And I'm not in a place where that money doesn't matter, but I am playing that holistic game where no one opportunity, no one uh, client that is presented to me is, is worth jeopardizing my business, but it's no one client or one opportunity is, is that much greater than another one if I'm not willing to put all those things out there. And so I challenge everyone, do your research when you're looking at business. Don't just hire a business coach. Figure out what that business coach has done for other people in their business. And, and, I, and maybe the last thing on this is there are some people, and I, I might include myself in one of those, that I'm, I'm, I'm much better at helping other people do things that I struggle with doing myself. Like right now, I've helped a couple of people uh, finalize their book topics and I've connected them with the people that write this book for them. And I, and they laugh because they're like, Brian, you still haven't finished your book. And I can tell you that it's a struggle for me. And it's something that I, I'm working on uh, a lot, but I am one of those people that I love training. I love inspiring. And oftentimes I can help others do something that maybe I struggle with. So I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. And I'm saying that those people are possible just because someone has never grown their own business doesn't mean they're not great at helping other people grow businesses, but you must do your research. You must understand how that aligns. You must also figure out what you're willing to sacrifice, what you're willing to do. And I, and I think this is something that is not talked about enough. And that is when you look at someone and say, I want to, you know, I, I, and I'll put this out there because I've said this and I'll be transparent. You know, like I love what Tony Robbins has done and I'm a big Tony Robbins fan and I have goals and aspirations to one day sell out Madison Square Gardens and do an entire day event where it's me on stage bringing some of my friends on stage, but it is all based around me and what I have to say and the people that I can impact and I'm, I'm going to make that happen. It's something that I want to accomplish and it's something that I believe will, I will accomplish and I'm, my goal is to set things in place that is going to set me up to do that down the road. But at the same time, like 
I know that I have to align myself with people that are going to get me there. And I'm not looking for instant fame. I'm not looking for to go viral. What I'm looking for is things in my life, things that I can do, businesses I can work on, collaborations that, that, that I can work on that can afford me opportunities to build my path towards success. I have a vision for success, and I am working day in and day out to get myself closer to accomplishing that success. What I hope for everyone that's listening to this is that you map out your success, you align your goals, you understand what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, you understand what you're strong at, what you're not strong at, and then as you after you have that entire picture, picture, you then look at who you want to align with, who who does business in a way that you want to do business as well, and that's where you come from. Because if you take it from the vanity and you just say, I want to be like that person, I want to be on those stages, I want to be on those podcasts, I want to have the opportunity, why am I not the one being interviewed? Why am I not the one doing that? Here's the thing. Each one of those people that are doing that are doing it for different reasons, and I will almost guarantee more often than not the people that are doing a lot of the things that you want to do are, are doing it in a way that's not building a business. And if you build your business and you have a platform to stand on, you have something that you, have, you, know, that you can back up to and you have experience that, that affords you the ability to pivot and fail along the way, you will get and you, know, you will accomplish all of those things and you'll do it when it makes the most sense. Be strategic, be open, do your research, understand the difference between someone that in your industry that, that you like versus someone in your industry that you look up to because of the way that they build their business. And I can tell you for me, that number is two hands. I have, I have less than 10 people now that I've shrunk this. I, I probably would have said I would have had 50 people that I looked at as business people or business mentors that I wanted to do follow their lead on. And the more I looked into each person, the more I had to check them off the list. And now I have down eight to 10 people. And if you want to know who those eight to 10 people are, I'm not going to call them out. But if you see whose content I share on social media, if you follow me on Twitter and you see who I amplify, who I connect with, whose content I'm constantly pushing out there and celebrating, it'll give you a quick sign of who I align my business with. I'm a big believer that you do not bash other people. I believe the world has enough bad news, enough people breaking people down. What I'd rather do than bashing uh, people for what they aren't or who they aren't, I would rather celebrate those that I enjoy, celebrate those that I look up to, and spend my time doing my best work and helping those that are doing great things do their best work. So that's where I stand on this. I'm fired up about it. I believe together we can do amazing things. I believe we each individually must be our own biggest cheerleader, but we also must remember, surround yourself with people that know what you don't. Surround yourself with people that will celebrate your wins with you. If you don't like talking about big things, your big wins in your life, because you're afraid that people around you are jealous or people around you aren't going to, are going to be like, oh my God, stop talking about yourself. You have the wrong people around you, right? Surround yourself with people that will celebrate your wins, be there through your failures, but will also push you and pull you and be there along that way. And it takes a long time to figure that out. I've made many, many mistakes along the way over the last five years as an entrepreneur, but I can tell you right now, I am dialing in the people that I care about, the people that I worry about, the people that I study. The people that I mimic, the people that I celebrate are people that I've done my research, that I can align with, that I want to grow my business with. And at the same time, I'm still friends with everyone else. I'm so glad to be a part of their network. I still do my best to give to that community, but I have a strict blinders on when it comes to business strategy, business value, and growing my business. I look up to a certain group of people, and I let the rest of that noise, the rest of those people do what they want, and I don't get jealous. I don't care what they're doing. I don't, I don't have imposter syndrome about what they're doing. 
doing because I know who I am. I know what my success is. I know what my goals are in my business and in my life. I know what I'm willing to put out there, what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. And because of all of that, it's allowed me to have such a clear vision of success. And I, I really hope that I can help you guys do the same because I made the mistakes. I lost a couple of years as an entrepreneur doing it the wrong way, following the wrong people, being jealous and, and believing that just because I get a bunch of likes on a post or my video goes viral or um, people with big names on Facebook liked it, that doesn't really mean much for my business. And I made that mistake. And so I, I challenge everyone. And I give you credit. If you're, if you're already doing this, if you're shaking your head, if you're fired up, if you, you believe in this and you're doing it the right way, kudos. Keep doing it. But remember, help out those around you. And if you see someone following someone that isn't doing it the right way, reach out to them privately and give them a little heads up. It's not about talking behind someone's back. It's not about ratting someone out. It's not about um, exposing someone. It's rather, how do we help each other not make the mistakes of following those that are doing things for vanity, that are doing things that we aren't willing to do, and honestly, those that are full of crap and that I believe are, are quickly going to get exposed. But until authenticity and transparency are become non-negotiable from a consumer's perspective, from an audience perspective, from a community perspective, we are still going to have to do our best to help people avoid following the lead of those that, let's face it, are full of crap. My name is Brian Fanzo, iSocial Fans. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We are on the road to 100 uh, episodes of the FOMO Fans podcast. I have some huge news that's going to be happening with uh, this podcast at episode 100. No, it is not going away, but there are lots of things happening with the show. Excited to drop all of these episodes this week. Make sure you subscribe. If you guys really like this show and you've liked it for a long time, you know, I get thousands and thousands of, of downloads to every episode, uh, but only a handful of people, 20 to 30 people have written a review of this podcast on iTunes. So if you would do me a favor, if you love this show, if you enjoy this content, uh, I would love a review of FOMO fans on iTunes. Uh, iTunes, it'll help people see my show. It'll help people um, you know, connect with this content. And even better yet, if you find this episode very valuable, share it out to Twitter, tag me on Twitter, iSocialFans. I really appreciate it. I love creating this content. I love sharing the lessons that I've learned along the way. The episode I have coming for you next, you guys, are going to absolutely love because I give you guys my my process for building content and how I might look sporadic and chaotic and I create so much damn content, but I really have a, a really simple formula that I do with everything from a keynote speech to a podcast. And I do, I do the same formula for every one of these pieces of content. And on next episode for the first time on this podcast, I'm going to give you guys that exact recipe. So check that out. Check out the next episode. Thank you for subscribing to the FOMO Fans Podcast and make it a great day. Cheers, my friends.